0: Hello and welcome to episode one of the how to hobby podcast. I'm joined today by one of my favorite hobbyers, Sean Bennett. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? Oh, man, I am doing wonderful, wonderful. But what are you up to these days? You've always got a hobby, a new hobby you're checking out. So I I just want to hear what you've been up to.
1: My thing lately, so I guess first I should probably start with, I have always considered myself more of a, uh, I'm good at a lot of things, not great at many things. So I'm, I'm someone who's always tried new hobbies. It's kind of my hobby is hobbies. And so I tend to try a lot of things, put things down, pick things up again. So currently I am trying to get into mountain biking. That's kind of my, my thing right now. I had a little bit of an injury about a week ago that's kind of put that, put a little damper on that. But my, my thing right now is trying to get into mountain biking.
0: Man, that's awesome. And, and so, so uh, clue the, clue the viewers, the, the listeners in, uh, one day we'll be on YouTube. Just, just, (laughs) just wait guys, just wait. Uh, what, what happened with, with this, with this injury you're referring to? I mean, we all want to know, uh, how it, how it went down. So I fell victim
1: to what I think a lot of people fall victim to when they pick up a new hobby is getting ahead of myself. And so instead of taking the pace and slowing down and being, you know, I should, I should ease into trying to get more. Cause I haven't ridden a bike in, in a few years and I'm trying to get back into it. And I decided, you know, it, you know, when I was in high school, I could, I could jump off things. I could do this. And so I decided that I would try and jump over something and, didn't realize that when I landed, my foot was going to slip off the peg. And I pretty much ran over my own foot with the rest of the bike that was behind me. And, uh, I learned a very important lesson in sometimes you just just need a coast. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: bike that was behind you. I love Uh Uh,
1: (laughs) it. I I found the rest of my bike with my foot.
0: Okay. Well, um, I'm glad it's going so well, you know, this is a good lesson in what it takes to get into a new hobby, it doesn't always go to plan. And you know what? That's okay, because we always get back up. And from what it sounds like, you're just as passionate about it as two weeks ago. So that's a good quite start, uh, I have to say.
1: Yeah, it was, it was one of the things that hadn't, had I been maybe a few years younger, it would have been, uh, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Because I hadn't quite got to that, that understanding that hobbies you are going to fail. And that's totally okay. I hadn't really learned that yet. And so, you know, two years ago, I may have just put the bike down, but like, Nope, I'm not touching this. Hiya. This is not my thing. I'm going to stay on two feet, but the, it was kind of comical afterwards. I'm walking around and I know people watched me crash and I'm walking around. I'm limping, (laughs) trying to kind of just breathe through the pain. And I I got this. I couldn't help but sit and laugh at myself because I was like, this is a prime learning moment. You're going to fail. You're going to get back up. It's going to hurt. But you know, sometimes you're going to hit a roadblock. And you just got to kind of walk the pain off, get
0: back on the bike and try it again. Beautiful lessons to live by. Well, let's jump into our first hobby in our we we don't know how many episodes this how to hobby podcast is going to go. But we're going to start off really strong here with one that I know you listeners are maybe you're you're maybe you're even doing it. Maybe you're a seasoned veteran in this one hobby, but this is something that has definitely taken a huge step up in people's to-do list throughout the last year. Uh, we're all looking for a way to get away to connect potentially with nature, and this one for me, is something that I've been doing since I was a very young child, and it just continues to provide me with joy every time I get to do it. And Sean, I know you are also very, uh, this is a hobby that means a lot to you. Of course, you're probably wondering what we're talking about right now. We're talking about hiking. It's, It's not a hard hobby to get into, and that's why we're starting with something very approachable for episode one of the How to Hobby podcast, hiking with Sean and John. So Sean, lead us off here with our first point. This is one thing that most people are asking uh, in any time they get into a new hobby, and that's, what do you need to start?
1: I I think something that causes a lot of people a little bit of hesitation and kind of keeps people from trying new hobbies is that exactly that question, what do I need? What are the things I need? And, And it's easy to Google, say, what do I need? But then what's going to happen is you're going to find forum after forum of you need this equipment, you need this equipment, but in reality, hiking is a variant of walking. It's just the goal is to walk in nature, you're trying to see things you're getting outside. And again, hiking could just Mm. be walking around your neighborhood. But really, the two main things you need is a good pair of shoes and a good water bottle.
0: That's right. And the beautiful thing about this hobby, is you don't need much. It's as simple as Sean said, potentially getting up on your two feet and stepping outside. Now that could be walking around the neighborhood, taking your dog for a walk, or maybe getting up on a mountainside somewhere. Uh, and and we're blessed here. Uh, to have plenty of mountains around us well, being located in Southern California. So uh, I tend to take that route more uh, consistently than maybe some others. But yeah, Sean, I think that's a really good point that really you can do this anywhere, anytime, and uh, it's it's not going to require much effort And or much money to start. And that's what we're really going to focus on uh, in this show is we're going to try and break down some of the gear that you may need and some of the gear that you may not need. Um, but let's let's start with that first one that you said, Sean, hiking shoes. So if somebody's looking to get you know a good pair of hiking shoes, um, maybe walk us through an option that they could they could turn to.
1: So you've got uh, a few options when it comes to shoes. Where I started was the cheaper route. Uh, I bought all my shoes through Payless. I grew up in, <laughs> in Payless. It's where I bought everything from uh, my hiking Payless. shoes to my skate shoes to everything I did was through Payless because they were affordable. They had it all. They had it all. It was affordable. Sadly, they are now uh, no longer in the U.S. I... They are still in Europe, and you can order oh, online. Wow. Yes, I my did brother not actually know that. Man, some, uh, yeah, I just got some walking shoes last week from... less but you have to order them online and they ship from europe
0: oh perfect so uh yeah gotta have that credit card with the no foreign (laughs) transaction fees huh exactly
1: so (laughs) i think the first place that a lot of people start at and i think it's because of their customer service is rei rei is an amazing place to start and it doesn't have to be where you buy your shoes that's key because rei can be a little pricey but what they do offer is amazing customer service if you go in Mm -hmm and you say okay i'm looking to get into hiking i don't know what i'm doing i just need a pair of hiking shoes they'll find someone to sit down with you 10 20 30 an hour if you want and they'll just sit there and help you find okay what's your perfect size have what kind of socks should you be wearing what kind of shoes should you have and they're just there to teach and it's an amazing mm-hmm. resource for people who are just getting into the hobby of hiking
0: it is it is and it can be overwhelming we don't want to kind of take away from the The point here that there there is sort of every time you get into a new hobby, there's this potential for your mind to just want to explode with all the information we have at our fingertips today. Um, When you walk into REI, actually today, it's a little bit less intimidating because there's a lot less people, which is which is nice, because when there's so many people in in rei and this is how it used to be prior to COVID. i'm sure you remember sean (laughs) you you walk in there you get the the friendly greeting and then all of a sudden you're surrounded by all these other hobbyists um and it is kind of an amazing experience but also quite terrifying for new people so yeah i think that's a good way to go about it try and use it as an an option to get Uh, use it as a way to get more information from a great source, but try not to pay too much attention to all the glitz and glamor. I mean, that's one thing I would say, because and this is speaking from my own experience. The first time I wanted to go and get a new pair of hiking boots for myself, this was when I was still in college. Uh, I I got a call from a buddy and he said, you want to go climb Mount Whitney? And I said, of course. Well, the problem was, Sean, I didn't have any hiking boots at the time. I mean, I'm an engineering student. I have no money. And so I had to kind of scrape some pennies together to get these hiking boots. But I remember that day of going in there and kind of trying to get the boots and get ready because the hike was coming up. Um, Just typical... Yeah, I feel like that's usually how it goes from a buddy. You get that call and you're like, oh, I need, I need stuff.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> but, I'll have uh, a story after this. So oh, good, good, so
0: good. So I, that. I'm excited for that one. But So I go in there and I remember just looking at the socks first and my jaw just dropped. And I even asked the girl, I was like, wait, so wh- can I not hike in my regular normal anklet socks or... My, you know, I mean, we all have our socks, but apparently, you know, this is my first experience with merino wool and Mm -hmm. all these various sock liners. Oh, you got to have the liner system, and you pull up your your hiking sock above that to keep your blisters out, and and this and that. And you know what I left with, Sean? I left with a pair of Merrell Moabs, hundred and fifteen (laughs) dollars out the door, no problem. But I was definitely, I think I sat there, or well, I. <laughs> it would have been funny if I actually just sat there, but I I stood there with at least I think a pair of liners and and a and a pair of socks for a good 15 minutes just kind of scratching my head like is this something I need? But I I I didn't go when I realized they were 30 dollars a piece, uh I sort of took a step back and um I did end up getting some later, but at that point in time I just said, "You know what? I'm going to stick with what My main goal was, which was come in here and get some hiking boots. And I'll tell you those boots, I got up the mountain and got back down all 26 miles, no blisters, and I did just fine. So that was my moral of the story there. And REI, again, very great resource, like like you said, but um, can definitely be overwhelming, especially if you haven't been in there before. It, it definitely can be overwhelming. I,
1: I Even sometimes I'll walk in and feel a little intimidated with just the, the fact that I'm I'm talking to someone who knows significantly more than I do, and I don't want to look like an idiot, and I, I don't want to come across yes. like I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, you just got to kind of get over that. I mean, everyone starts not knowing something. That, that's the whole point of asking questions. Mm-hmm. And so if you go in, and you, you know, my favorite thing sometimes, once I get past that initial I'm terrified, you know, it's like, oh man, I love telling people I don't know what I'm talking about because it makes them more willing to give me information, fill me in, tell me their backstory, things that they've done, hikes, they've been on and playing off of what you said, John, I, I think it's important to remember that when you go into REI, the prices are going to be a little higher. That's, that's, you pay <laughs> for quality. REI has really good quality stuff, but it is John. a little on the <laughs> the of uh,
0: end. All uh, right. Are you a member? I am. Okay. <laughs> yes. Trust me. I, I get that, that,
1: those dividends back.
0: That's right. That's right. That is the, uh, and I'm sure, again, it is kind of a, an inside joke with, with REI, but if you haven't been in there, ladies and gentlemen, you will get asked that question from at least three employees, I guarantee you. Now, the rates have definitely gotten a little bit lower with uh, covid um, but I, I definitely, I was in there just the other day with my wife and, uh, heard somebody get asked. We didn't get asked. So I guess they're, yeah, the percentages you just look like dropping. you're a member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a family and and a wife.
1: I'm apparently <laughs> a member. I will say being a member is worth it. I, when I did it, I don't know if the price has changed but when I did it. It was $20. It's a life once a lifetime fee. And then you get 10% back on every purchase you make online and in the store. So where it worked for me and, I, I made the initial mistake of paying too much when I first got into hiking. Uh, I was tutoring a friend in college. He was a really big backpacker. We had a couple of beers and he suggested that we go to REI because I needed to go on the backpacking trip with them in two weeks to do uh, hiking in Paiute Pass in Northern California. And almost $600 later, I walk away from REI and... Going, man, I just spent a lot of money. Granted, I got 60 bucks back in in dividends, but yeah, it's a lot of money. What happened is I got I got caught up in it. And I hadn't done my research and I I definitely got swept up. And I I learned over the years after that what I had done wrong. And really the key was I didn't ask questions. I didn't go in and ask what is the best sleeping bag. I just went, oh, okay, that 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 must be a good one. It's it's kind of the more pricier one. That that's gotta be a good option. And I was so uncomfortable asking what I should do that I ended up biting myself, uh, biting the bullet later with the cost. So yes, recommend definitely go and ask. There well, are good job. It,
0: it is one of those things too, where I, I just, I, you can keep going here. I just wanted to throw in it. There's almost like this when you go into REI, so many people are sort of like getting certain things, and this is again prior to COVID happening. It's not as you don't have this as much, but it's almost like this peer pressure uh, that's kind of going under the radar. With you see, you know Johnny over there, and he's got the you know, Osprey, the best pack, and you're going, man. Well, if if Johnny's handling that one, then <laughs> I probably need that one too. And it it is kind of this and and a lot of times you'll hear conversations that are happening between people and so yeah just keeping that in mind and i again i like that you're driving this point home of try and use the the employees who are definitely into it um and have a have a long pedigree most of the time of of being outdoors they're going to give you some good information
1: agreed that is very very useful if you use rei for what you need that's that's one of the number one takeaways is ask for help they are more than willing to help you and if you get the information which you can do like when so when you were looking at the socks and they were 30 dollars a pair what i did is i went and i asked the same question you know they recommend merino wool they recommend this brand dot brand i went home and i did some research and i ended up buying six pairs of merino wool socks on amazon for i think 40 dollars you know it may Uh, not be the same quality you would get at rei but they're still great socks they're still going to do exactly what i need and i'm not going to spend you know three or four times the price so REI is great information they have great warranties but they also do have their drawback and that can be a little bit more expensive sometimes Mm -hmm. so don't think that the price at rei is hindering you from getting into hiking because there are other options like for example that's right Online retailers, you have Amazon, you have Walmart. I mean, you have Target that are gonna carry a lot of these products as well. Water bottles, like one of the things we had talked about, other than hiking shoes or boots. Water bottles are key because you you need more water than you think you do. I made a mistake, uh went on a hike with a coworker. It was just as COVID was starting, and it was a hot day, didn't bring any water, even though I've been hiking for years. I went, "Ah, I'm not gonna need it. And about an hour into the hike, severely regretting that decision.
0: And Please don't tell me you were in the. <laughs> it was the middle of the day, or some. Oh yeah, it was ministry. it was high noon. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, rookie rookie mistake. <laughs> I didn't bring any water, Then it was a race to get back to the car so I could drink whatever warm water I had in the water bottle in the well, car. Well, and you know what, Sean? This is not. This is probably one of the biggest things that I want to drive home. If anybody's going to take away one thing from this podcast today about hiking, it would be always bring more water than you think you need. Additionally, probably don't hike in high noon in Southern California at really any time of the year, (laughs) but, but, um, I have made the same mistakes as well. Actually, I brought my, my wife along one time on a uh, very hot hike that we attempted at around noon and we did have water but it was still very hot Mm -hmm. and let's just say somehow she stuck around uh (laughs) to be with me but man i mean it was it was definitely a brutal hike and i've heard this story numerous times where people go out there and they just think oh i'm gonna go hike i've got my hiking shoes and they forget the water and Mm -hmm. water is going to be the thing that kills you every time. In fact, I think that's a certainty. It's it will not be the hiking shoes. They may hurt. They may give you some blisters, but the lack of water is what is truly going to be what can make or break your experience with hiking, especially starting out.
1: Most definitely. And and you can start with a simple water bottle. Uh, My favorite is I have a Camelback that I use that has a, a water pack in it. It's super convenient because it has the straw that's built into the arm dress, but it also is a backpack so I can store band-aids and first aid things in there. But when I started, it was simply a water, like a plastic water bottle. That's a great start. And then mm-hmm. I eventually mm-hmm. upgraded to a uh, Nalgene bottle um, because it's they're BPA-free. Yeah, the classic Nalgene. The BPA-free, they hold a lot of water and they're indestructible. I mean, you can throw these things and drop them off a cliff and they'll be completely fine. Uh, The only downside is the larger the bottle you start getting, it's a little more cumbersome to carry. And so Mm -hmm. I recommend they have some really, really nice like canteens, Nalgene bottles. They have uh, a hydro flask. They have really, really nice lids that have carrying handles. And that is something that a lot of people don't think about. But when you're 30, 45 minutes into a hike, the last thing you want to be doing is having to carry a cumbersome water bottle. And so definitely something to think about is if you're not going to have in a backpack, have some sort of a lid or a strap that makes it easier to carry.
0: Yes, I mean, that's going to save you more times than you think. I mean, you can never really say, especially if you're new to something, how much effort it's going to take to get to the top and to get back down. And I always tell people this. It's not about getting to the top. I think we focus so much on the halfway point. Because that's what it is. When you get to the top, you're only Mm -hmm. halfway. You have to remind yourself that, oh, I need to still get down this thing. So, I mean, for a lot of people, you know, don't spend a ton of time on the top. Try to be uh, very smart with your time and water resources, especially when hiking. Uh, My personal favorite time to get out on the trail is early morning. Um, just year round. I like getting out before the sun or maybe just as the sun is coming up for, for two reasons. It's because you have this beautiful, you know, you get to be a part of nature as a new day is dawning. And then two, a lot of times I'll I'll be getting to the summit if I'm doing a local mountain uh, that's not as tall or, you know, doesn't take me a, a long time to get to the top. I can I can look to the east and see you know the sun coming just breaking the the easter easterly mountains and i mean that experience just every time It we can be in the middle of the city i mean i a lot of my uh hikes i do are just in mission trails during the you know during the week Mm -hmm. during the the regular run of the mill you know i'm not getting out there super crazy it's not a special trip but i am still connecting with nature and getting to enjoy the beauty it takes place every day just right under our noses. I mean this is uh that's another big takeaway I think for for this hobby as a whole is really just explore your your community as it were. Uh your 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 stuff that's just very close, your local hikes, your local forests. Um because everybody's going to have a different place that they may call home and you may be looking to the west and seeing the sunrise um but we're still looking at the same sun (laughs) (laughs) a great see, and i'm more of a a
1: sunset hiker i really like starting in the afternoon when it started to cool off and seeing the sunset uh, over the west like that that's my time i'm also a fan of cold i'm not a huge fan of Mm -hmm. hiking when it's hot outside and so i'm a fan of, of hiking you do have to be a little bit more careful at night you have to make sure you have flashlights If you're doing mountain hikes, I know in like Southern California, we have mountain lions. So that's something you have to keep aware of. Uh, But one of the benefits is you don't have rattlesnakes. So during the day, if you're doing a hike around noon to three o'clock, you could potentially run into rattlesnakes. Whereas if you do an evening hike uh, or a morning hike, I prefer evenings, you get the chance where you get that sun coming down. You know, you, you still get to hike when it's a little cooler. There's a little less risk for snakes. You do have a little higher risk for mountain lion, but as long as you keep vigilant that that's not too bad um, playing off of what you had said, John, I think the fastest place to start finding hikes around you is the internet. Mm, the yes. second where I started was actually not the internet. I started at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> so oh. in, in your local book, oh, stores, man, <laughs> I know in your local bookstores, they'll usually have a section for outdoorsy stuff. And where I found was a book called the 50 best short hikes of San Diego. And it was a $11 book, I think at Barnes and Noble. And it has descriptions, uh, GPS locations, how easy the hike is, the total in and out, the elevation gain. And it was an amazing place because you can sit and they, they had a little bit of a history about each hike. Why was it named this? Where was it created? and and it gives you a little bit more information so that's where i started but another easy place would be the internet you can just google hikes near me and you will find probably an endless list you can also start with there's apps so i use an app called all trails an amazing app that's free and you can sit and click and you can create groups i want to do this hike with this person you can share hikes with each other you can create a i, I want to call it a playlist but you can essentially yeah. create a, a playlist of hikes around you of kind of your to-dos you can go from easy to moderate to difficult as you plan to kind of build your fitness levels up and you mm-hmm. feel more comfortable in your hiking you break your shoes in a little bit more you get more comfortable carrying the That's water great. bottle so there's there's a bunch of different places to find trails around you and i know that can sometimes be The reason that people don't get into hiking is I I just don't know where the trails are. I feel like I only have my neighborhood, which is a great place to hike. You know, just because you're hiking doesn't mean you have to be in the mountains. If you just look up the definition on Google of hiking, it is a noun, the activity of going for long walks, especially in the country or woods. So, again, it doesn't have to mean you're going to the mountains like John and I do. You could just walk around. My neighborhood is one and a quarter mile around. Do that once, great hike. Do that twice, mm-hmm. three times, four times. That's an amazing hike. And you can see different things when you go around the neighborhood a second time. So I think what I'm trying to get at a little convoluted way is that it's it's a lot easier to get into hiking than you think it is. As You mm-hmm. can just start with Google, find a book, or just walk around your neighborhood.
0: Yeah, and I just want to keep us moving down here towards our towards our how we're going to apply this so we talked about what you need how to get it and and let me just go through those one more time with the the how to get it because one thing we didn't hit on that i'm that i'm a huge fan of is the used market you're not going to see a lot of options for used hiking boots today right now in this current uh time that we live but for something like a water bottle you can still get that very easily again money should not be a barrier to entry and i'm a big fan of the used market uh another way to get some really good information um as sean was saying is the internet and one of my favorite uh gear related um like i guess resource is this website called Outdoor Gear Lab. And uh, we'll put a link to it in our show notes um, because it's going to be something that we come back to pretty regularly here in the show on the How to Hobby podcast. Uh, So we'll put a link to it. Um, Just for instance, if you're looking for boots and you wanna compare, they're gonna give you a great, a plethora of really great reviews. Um, I'm looking at one right now, and it's the best hiking boots for men of 2020. And they have 17 products that they've went through in depth. They they assign a rubric um, and it gives you a really good basis, just another way of kind of understanding what you're getting into. And they focus on, you know, they, they kind of assign different category headings as like, you know, the top pick, the editor's choice. And then there's always a budget option, which again is my favorite. You gotta have at least one budget option. So using the internet, as Sean said, to get information about the trails, about your locale, and then additionally getting information from good sources. I mean, I, I can attest the Outdoor Outdoor Gear Lab is a tried and true one in my playbook. I've went to it numerous times and uh, to get some insight on on the new gear that I may be looking at. But let's now move into our our final topic of the evening, Sean. And that's, let's talk about how to get out and do this thing. So that's what everybody wants to know, right?
1: (laughs) So exactly, so once you have the gear or you're starting to collect the gear, the first step is to start with a baby step. If you've never hiked before, start with going for a walk around your neighborhood. It's it may seem like, oh, that's not hiking, Sean. That's not hiking. That's not out in the mountains. But it's a great place to start. It's a, one, a great place to break new shoes in and highly recommend. <laughs> please, please, please break your shoes in before you go on a long hike. It is one of the worst experiences is to have non broken in shoes. And then you end up with blisters. And it's 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 a bad experience. So please no. go, go no. some walks around your neighborhood with with your new shoes before you go on the hike in the mountains. No,
0: but if you have the liners, man, yeah, you don't get blisters. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I've never had the liners. I've only ever
1: worn Marina wool socks, and I bought a pair of, of hiking boots from REI. Again, not where I started. I actually started with my normal New Balance shoes when I did my first backpacking trip. I did Gosh. four days. We covered almost 20 miles, and I... I, I, it killed it. I mean, I didn't have to have any special shoes. I will say, uh, I, I know this is kind of getting off topic again, but hiking shoes versus hiking boots, please do your research. I have very weak ankles. And so I went with, with, uh, mid rise, uh, hiking boots to give my ankle stability, whereas you can be totally fine with maybe just some new balance shoes. So I know it yes. was a, a little bit of diversion, but I, <laughs> I remember that earlier and I had to get it out, but going back to, to how you get out and do it, the first step is just go for a walk in your neighborhood The next step is if you're feeling like you want to get into actually hiking, so going on trails around your house, start with just Googling. Just easy hiking trails. Most hiking trails are rated on some version of easy, moderate, and difficult. And usually easier is relatively flat, some elevation gain. Maybe it's a paved road. Uh, I know San Diego has a bunch of really good paved road hikes out there. As you get into more of the the intermediate, moderate, and the difficult, that's when you start going more into the – Maybe you have to do a little bit of bouldering. Maybe you have to go off trail, or there's just a lot of elevation gain. So make sure that's you right. also uh, set realistic goals for what you can do and don't go too big too fast.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's one of the biggest things. We need to drive home with the how you do this thing and do it well, because it's not just about getting out there and doing it. We want you to be set up for success in your new hobby, and this is going to be the key to doing that successfully. You, whenever you start, and this is coming from longtime hobbyists, me and Sean, we talk about it all the time. It's one of our passions. But one of the things that will kill a new hobby quicker than you rolling your ankle and leaving your bike behind you <laughs> <laughs> is going too fast with a new hobby and setting a goal that you can't meet. So that's why we're saying start with baby steps. Because if you're just going for a walk around your neighborhood, you're gonna build up a natural tolerance as you're breaking in those hiking boots without even realizing it. You wanna know why? Because as humans, we have this thing where when we're doing something in our area, our normal potential, you know, around our neighborhood, something we've seen before, we have a tendency to tune out what is around us and just let things go by, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I think I, I run around my neighborhood a couple times a week. Um, I jump, I jump rope out, out front of my house to just kind of break it up. And that's, you know, those are very monotonous, uh, normal kind of day-to-day things, but it still gives your mind a time to let go of some of the stress that you might've built up. It feels good. You get the endorphins going. And so starting with a, with a, with a simple mile and, building up from there is going to be much more enjoyable than if I go to my biggest mountain in my area and say I'm gonna do this thing well just know that Sean and John did not endorse that (laughs) recommendation okay
1: (laughs) I think it's it's a topic that I I believe a lot of our episodes are going to touch and it's something that is a systemic problem in I think our society in general you could go in depth into a whole podcast talking about this I think there's (laughs) a systemic problem with the way that we view new things is we're not focused on the journey or focused on how do we get we're focused on getting to the end so when i pick a hike and i'm gonna go do mount whitney the it's very easy to go i just want to get to the peak and that's that's the whole goal of all of this what you forget is that you have miles and miles of walking where there could be beautiful forests, there could be beautiful birds and animals Mm -hmm. it's really easy to forget that the journey of hiking the journey of doing hobbies in general is not to become good at the hobby it's to get out and do something different so if you even if you're just walking around the neighborhood and you're talking yourself going oh i'm just this isn't where i want to be like i want to be hiking mountains i want to be hiking you know, doing 14 mile days where I'm just killing it out there. You have to remember that that's that's a great end goal to work towards, but that's not the point of hiking. The point of hiking is just getting outside, enjoying the time away from your cell phone, enjoying the time (laughs) away from maybe even away from people. If you need that, sometimes I love going on (laughs) hikes by myself. It gives me a chance to get away from the, the perils of society. But very important with hobbies is Please don't focus on just trying to get to where you think you need to be. Focus on the task that you're doing. Enjoy the walk around your neighborhood. I've walked, I've lived in my neighborhood close to 20, 20 years, 21 years. I've seen everything that there is to see here. At least that's what I tell myself. Then I go on a walk and I go, oh, I haven't seen that bird before. Oh man, that tree's starting to grow a lot. Like they must have, <laughs> they cut that down lately. It's grown really well. You start realizing that there's a lot more out there other than
0: just the hike itself. That is, could not have been said more true, and uh, I, I think it is something we're going to touch on in in further episodes. So, uh, we'll just we'll just keep keep bringing you through what we think is the best way to, to attack a new hobby and to find joy out of it. Um, and I think seeing things around you that you may not have noticed before is always exciting so another thing we do want to drive home is you know take care of any injury as it it takes place so when sean rolled his ankle he didn't just jump right back on the bike to go hit the trail you know to continue hitting the trail he wanted to go and nurse it right i mean i took a few
1: minutes and just breathed
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and it's also like getting up as well, right? You have to get back up and really assess um, what is happening. And these things do happen. Now it may not happen with hiking. I mean, hopefully we're not just rolling our ankles every day. <laughs> but when you do roll an ankle, or like you said, you know, maybe you have weak ankles, um, it's important to just really assess that and take it in and then you know hopefully we're breaking in our shoes and and not having to deal with blisters that's a whole other thing but mm-hmm. um the thing we really want you to take away with this segment as we come to a close here with the episode 1 of the how to hobby and this has been our hiking segment but we really want you to enjoy the experience across the board whether it's hiking whether it's biking whether it's Getting into mountain biking, we want you to enjoy the ride and enjoy the experience of getting into a new hobby, and try not to take yourself too serious throughout the whole process. So, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to Sean and/or myself. Uh, we will have links to our emails. You could email us a question, and we just really hope that you got something out of this podcast. Uh, We're really trying to bring value to our listeners. So if you enjoyed it, please leave us some feedback. Um, If you have any questions relating to how to get into hiking, Sean, how are you so awesome? John, (laughs) you really need to stop. Then please meet us at our emails and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. But until the next one, we hope you guys have a great time and enjoy the experience of getting into new hobbies. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.